Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on Night of the Living Geeks Network. Episode 112, we're going to talk about Twice Upon a Time, the Christmas special, the farewell to the 12th Doctor. My name is John, and joining me this week, as he does every week, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hey. it's kind of bi-weekly, but, you know. Yeah, it's just easier to say weekly. It is. How are you? I'm well. Merry Christmas. We made it through Christmas. We did. Indeed. For very good Christmas. Reasons. I had a very good Christmas, yes. I, uh, good. Spent it. I spent the, the weekend um, with my lovely girlfriend, and then I uh, came home for Christmas, spent yep. it with my uh equally lovely family and it was nice. uh it was a good times so i gave my sister a sonic screwdriver for uh christmas awesome. and she was very excited um and she is almost caught up i think she's about a season and a half behind okay and come this weekend hopefully she will be ready to watch the christmas yeah. special that's some serious marathoning. Yeah, she's been doing great. Yeah, we um, we we did the traveling for Christmas this year down to almost my folks before realizing, oh, wait, the presents are still at home. Yes. Ugh. So drove the half an hour back to home, picked up the presents, drove the 45 minutes back to my parents, um, and then on to uh, Amber's parents where uh, we spent the rest of the afternoon and then back home and good lord i'm tired and i've eaten a lot <laughs> so just so just so much travels for you so much travels in a big blue box unfortunately it was a honda odyssey and not a tardis oh speaking of a tardis i would also like to point out that my three-year-old niece eden painted me um as she called it a doctor who box that's um, awesome for christmas and um it's pretty adorable and looks pretty great. I saw a picture of it. It's awesome. Cheers to Eden for that. Yes. So uh, we have a special guest with us today. Indeed we do. Um, I guess speaking of the girlfriend I went to go visit this weekend, uh, you may remember our guest from episode 94, The Lie of the Land, Miss <laughs> um, Lauren Bancroft. Hello. Hello. How Howdy. are you? Hi there. How you feeling? Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. How was your Christmas? Tell us all about uh, the weekend. And, uh, uh... The weekend was great. My uh, my boyfriend came to visit. Oh, did he? Um, yeah. He's pretty. He's pretty cool. Um, it's <laughs> I John. Hear, I hear he has a podcast. Uh -oh. He does. He actually has a podcast that I'm talking on right now. Wow, that's so, so meta. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hi, boyfriend. Hi, girlfriend. How are you? <laughs> Uh, my Christmas was uh, it was good, except for me having a cold and being in bed most of the day. Yeah. But besides that, it was uh, it was you know good. Good. Yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about the Who news. We, I guess you know we got a lot to get to. So we we got some Who news before we uh, get into the main event here. So Taylor, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, not surprisingly, at least to us, uh, Doctor Who topped Twitter trends on Christmas. I did my best to stay away from Twitter and then, of course, went and looked at Instagram and, darn it, there was the regeneration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. 
Yeah. Oh. And I, I watched it in silence. Uh, didn't didn't turn the audio on. I realized I could have just kept scrolling away from it, but it's like it not got, a train wreck. It you know, got you. you. It, it's like something amazing happening. You kind of have to stop and watch it. Yeah, it's it's hard to turn away. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I saw that in advance, like way in advance. I will say, just as a different note in social media, I want to say the Doctor Who BBC America account did a very good job on Instagram, I thought, where they said they put up a countdown before they're like, we're going to show you the regeneration scene. Oh, yes, I saw that. I thought yeah, that was they did, very they good. They really did a great job, yeah. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, I just wanted good. to mention that. <laughs> well, next year, because it's actually really kind of close, 2018 will see a uh, biography released on Roger Delgado, the master. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be kind of interesting. Yeah. Obviously, we know his work during the uh, you know Third Doctor era as yes. the master, but we don't know much of the rest of his life. I mean, at least we don't. So I would be excited to... To read that. The book is called I I Am Usually Referred to as the Master. Yes. That's a great, <laughs> That's great title. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah. 2018 is also actually going to see the release of the season nine soundtrack. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Really? What does uh, that um I feel like we wow, four disc set. Right. Uh I feel like shouldn't we shouldn't this already, already be out? One. Yeah. 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 Well, I realize but we haven't. Oh, well, you know what? Early 2018, he might be signing copies of this at Gallifrey One. Oh. Mr. Murray Gold be at Gallifrey, right? Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Gallifrey One, I did get our uh, Doug and Smash ribbons order. Yes. Perfect. Ribbons Galore was doing a uh, a promo. It might still be going on. I'm not sure. I'd have to look. Um I, and I basically got 200 ribbons for the price of 100. Perfect. Wow. That's so, great. Going to make it rain on Gallifrey. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I sound a lot less white than I am. Woo. <laughs> 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 um, uh, lastly, in Who News this week, uh, Mark Gatiss was actually asked to write uh, under Chibnall for the next season. And he said, you know what? I really appreciate that, but I'm going to go work on some other stuff. Interesting. I know. I mean, good for him. Okay, Mark. Um, (laughs) Okay. Wow. Was he asked by Chibnall? I would assume so, yes. Yeah, presumably, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very. I mean, what... Was I mean was sleep no more that traumatizing for him? <laughs> Had he just not seen the uh, his performance in the the episode yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Do you think um, Chibnall wanted him to write the sequel? Because he's like, I didn't understand that. I need you to just do it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, then, I, then you're so. released, but I need to know. <laughs> Please answer the questions that Sleep No More brought up. Uh, I, 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 I think I think the best explanation we got is what john and i came up with yes and i can't even remember what it was but i remember it was very good yeah (laughs) that was so long ago it was oh wow it was but mark said that you know they're shooting jody's first season now it's all new people and he's got a totally different way of working so at the moment i don't know never say never but i've had such a brilliant time and i feel very blessed to have worked on it for 10 years it might just be time for someone else to have a go and he's like i'm not against the idea of doing it though Mm -hmm. well good yeah So we'll see. Oh, has, boy. has anyone else been a- asked to ask back to write? 
None that I've seen in terms of writing, and I don't know that I've seen anything in terms of directing. Although I think they they did announce who like like the first director uh, would be, but it's nobody from a previous season. This is the first person that I'd heard mentioned from you know existing new who being asked to continue on. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right, so here we are. Uh, this week yep. we watched Twice Upon a Time, uh, starring Peter Capaldi as the Doctor, David Bradley as the Doctor, Pearl Mackey as Bill, Mark Gatiss as the Captain, what a reveal that was, and introducing <laughs> Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. It was written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Rachel Talalay, and it first aired December 25th, 2017 and we got some you know surprising amount of story notes yeah i was pretty surprised after i watched it last night i jumped straight over to tardis wikia and said you know what i better start filling the stuff out now because i didn't know how busy today was going to be and yeah they they actually had some good ones um so the 12th doctor's regeneration actually has a new visual effect and even sound effect uh, to those used previously in the BBC Wales series. This is the first regeneration for the Doctor since the seventh Doctors back in 1996 to use an effect that is visually distinct from that seen in the parting of the ways with the ninth Doctor. What it is exactly, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, it looked like a new regeneration to me. I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, it, lo it looked very... I feel like the other one, this one was uh, a little more wavy. Uh, okay. I feel yeah, like I, I think I'd agree with that. I feel like past <laughs> ones have been a little more like we're lighting a flare, kind of. Yeah, like bursts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bursts I think yeah, this this uh, this that's uh, true. This one kind of had more of a um um all I can reconcile it with is like the uh, the particle streams out of the uh, proton packs. Yes. Like Ghostbusters. Yep, yep. It kind of had that effect going with Perfect. it. Perfect. Arms and stuff. That's true. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. There we are. Well, this is also the third consecutive regeneration story to include the word time in the title following the end of time and the time of the doctor. What time is it? It's right about now. Oh, right about now. Um, We're at now now. Yeah, I saw, it's funny. I saw somebody on Twitter say that, you know what? The doctor keeps regenerating on Christmas. He really should just avoid the holiday. Yes. <laughs> really should. <sighs> well, Nardle, having invisible hair, was already jokingly stated by Stephen Moffat in a BBC post-episode interview and there he also stated that Nardle was the only one able to see it through his glasses and that it was purple. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just, I want to, will some artist out there draw Nardle with big old flowing purple hair? I want to see what that looks like. I would love Better to see Better yet, that. will some cosplayer please? Yeah, oh. there you go. Galley 2018. <laughs> I want to see yes. it. God, can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait to hang out with you guys. Yep. Um... So the Twelfth Doctor also in this episode tells his successor not to eat pears, and that stems from something both the Seventh <laughs> and Tenth Doctors uh, also expressed, a distaste for pears. And that Twelve has already said before, don't eat pears, when he was forgetting Clara. Yes. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. He did say it already. That's true. Look at that. Mm -hmm. That's true. That and is why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, shortly before regenerating, the Twelfth Doctor salutes Captain Archibald Hamish Lethbridge Stewart, <sighs> something that the Brigadier actually always wanted the Doctor to do. Yes. Is actually salute 
him, not his like granddad. Right. 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 Okay. Timey wimey. <laughs> it works in a little uh, look. I was a mess. Yeah. I was a mess. Okay. Oh, right. uh, so Taylor, uh, you have a world famous synopsis for us. So uh, take it away. I do, and I had to think long and hard on this one because this—I mean, for me, this episode left me pretty speechless. So I had to—I had to reach back a half dozen regenerations for some inspiration. Planets come and go, stars perish, matter disperses, coalesces, forms into other patterns, other worlds. Nothing can be eternal, except when it's Doctor Who and when an outgoing production team's handing off control of the TARDIS to the next. Ah, yes. So, um, how in the world do we tackle this? Should we just go with, uh, how, how, let's go with, um, how did you feel about this episode as a whole? And Lauren, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, personally, I was really surprised by, um, by how unemotional I was. And I feel like it was because the finale of season 10 maybe hit me so hard mm-hmm. uh, that I feel like I've already been mourning for 12 for so long uh, in a way. Um, but I feel like this was this was a very nice, complete send off with I feel like a lot of callbacks to previous episodes. Which I really enjoyed, um, you know, being a fan. I love finding little Easter eggs like that or I'm super stretching and we will talk about them later. <laughs> um, I will. Um, I'm uh, What's up? I don't I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I will say that a lot of people that I've seen have been kind of like I already said goodbye to him. Yeah. And is this a problem with with the show because I also when uh my doctor Matt Smith said his goodbye, it was I think a little I wasn't even that emotional about it because it was it was we already knew that he was leaving, but I think it's different with Capaldi because, as Lauren said, the finale was a lot more emotional because we saw how his regeneration basically started. So we yeah. kind of already knew what was coming, and I don't know. I think I feel the same way. I was very surprised that I was not as emotional about the regeneration, like the final scene, as I thought right. I would be. Yeah, I think I'm okay with not being devastated a second time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, I'm cool with that. Generally speaking, I'm a fan yeah. of that. Yes. Yeah, I, Doctor Who for me is very cathartic. And I always I always have to watch Doctor Who for the first time by myself. I don't like watching it with anybody else. Um, just so I can like feel everything. And I feel mm-hmm. like I felt everything I needed to feel, you know, in July. And now I, I was just saying my goodbyes, which uh, I feel this episode was it, it allowed me to do so i liked it yeah i get that i i mean and and i'm i'm hearing a lot of people are just like well you know it wasn't the most amazing episode somebody i saw kind of referred to as just a, a a bit of a victory lap um and and yeah i mean when when they set up the the season finale the way they did and have that big a gap between that and the christmas special you and obviously we've got the new doctor reveal so there's you know this kind of three-way mix going on here where you're kind of saying goodbye but you're excited for the christmas special anyway and you're excited to see uh the new person come in all at the same time and excited to see the first doctor yeah well, yeah back in, in action. this case definitely um you know it definitely kind of pulls all that stuff together now i mean for me i mean 
you know, Doctor Who and I go back to 1986. I mean, my God, it's it's I have a very long uh, love of this series. So so even if it is something of a victory lap and, you know, as we get further and further into the episode, I can you know it's like i feel what's coming i see what's coming and it's just it does work the emotions and i am getting more and more drawn in and i'm going oh god here it comes here's this ah and <laughs> you know it's but it's the build-up to it i mean the 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 actual regeneration itself i think lauren's right i'm not like ah you know freaking out over it or anything it's like okay this is it he's made his decision here we go it's it's more like that stepping forward with confidence than this, you know, crushing feeling of, of loss. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you said somebody said this episode was, what, what did you say? It, it, it felt that, that they felt like it was something of a victory lap for Capaldi and Moffat. I mean, sure. But also I thought it was a fantastic episode. <laughs> oh yeah. It yeah. was. Yeah. It I was. thought it was also, aren't they allowed they're allowed a victory lap. Yes, oh, I agree. After, yes, I agree. For the many years that Moffat has worked on this show, and for all of the for uh, I, as we have dubbed the, one of the most solid, if not best, season of New Who mm-hmm. uh, with Capaldi in season nine, uh, they can take they could have taken a two hour victory lap, and I would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and for as much as we have at times decried Moffat and, and his way of creating characters and, and given us the feels and stuff. I mean, he's really done this show, you know, a big old solid and, and really done good stuff to kind of keep it moving forward into the future. So we have to, I think we have to honor that. Absolutely. So we talk about the future. Let's talk about the past. How did we feel about the interaction between the first doctor and the 12th doctor? Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> it was I when we opened the episode with a uh 709 episodes ago. Right. I was just very very happy and I loved the two doctors that didn't want to regenerate. I just mm-hmm. it's such a it was almost like I was hoping there would be a like a twas the night before Christmas kind of voiceover <laughs> kind of thing going on. I mean, we got the the little text, but um man, I just David he just did a, such a good job as the first doctor, David Bradley. I thought I mean, he did a great job in the um every time Taylor, I forget the name of this movie. <laughs> I know, right? Right, Adventure in Time and Space. He was so good in that. Yeah. And he continued to be great in this, I thought as well. And I I did enjoy I don't I don't know how to say I enjoyed this but um Lauren you and I were talking about the uh, the di- I guess the disappointment in 12's former self <laughs> if you would like to elaborate on that a little bit Um I I mean first of all I thought their interaction was so playful and and so so much fun to watch um but yeah 12 was definitely embarrassed by his past self um i mean he called out his the first doctor's sexist comments multiple times uh-huh. Uh-huh. which was very funny yeah uh, and you know a little needed for yes. sure yes definitely um and i mean i think it's obviously that was a very intentional choice um 
and they had already I assume they had already decided to to cast a female doctor before Moffat started writing this. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm sure that choice, you know, that that choice to go from, you know, a, a male doctor to a female doctor really informed his decision to and how to how to sculpt this Christmas special. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's like, well, uh, what's the complete opposite direction that you could go in with the 12th doctor who has been trying to correct the first uh, his previous selves uh, behavior when it comes to his views on women? The complete opposite way you can go is the doctor regenerating into a woman. So really, I think it makes total logical sense that that w- that's what happened. Is that what you meant, John? That is what I meant, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love that. If I can dive in real quick. Yes. I love that. I, I, I feel like Moffat's done this a couple of times where he, he looks at something in Classic Who and goes, you know what, there's this little gap here where the Doctor is separate from an existing story. Yes. And <laughs> let's fit an entire story in this little gap. And that's exactly what he does here, where this he's the, the first Doctor is separated from Ben and Polly into the 10th planet, and he actually goes on this complete adventure. And, you know, old Who uh, continuity can keep going with no problem, and new Who gets this whole story that also introduces a lot of current viewers you know, to the past of this show. Yes, and I love how we splice in the the old footage with the new footage. Mm-hmm. I like how we kind of, I don't even know how you would say it in, I guess, film terms, where we turn, this, the screen becomes smaller, almost like an old TV. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah the ratio changes. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. The ratio changes, and then when we go into current day, it comes back to a bigger ratio. I really enjoyed that. Um, I think that, yeah, they did a great job with, with the beginning and then the end when one decides he's, uh, he's ready to, you know, turn into one of my favorite doctors. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, I, and speaking of just the look on Capaldi's face when he, ha- when, when one was just saying what he was saying, uh, when he called him his nurse. Oh, God, yes. And then he, that was great. he said, older gen- gentlemen, like women, can be put to use. And I <laughs> I about fell out of my chair. I just, yeah. I get, and he, what does he say to him? He's like, you can't say, he's just like, you can't say stuff like that anymore. Yeah, and the first doctor's like, uh, like, says who? Just about everyone you'll meet for the rest of your life. Yes, yes. Like, everyone says you can't say that. Great, totally. great line. That was great. His reaction to 12 TARDIS, you know, with the, the atmospheric lighting, and he refers to it as a, you know, like a French restaurant TARDIS. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was delightful. Um, it's very, it was very playful and, and a bit meta. So I really liked mm-hmm. it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about the captain for for a little bit here. Um, we're in, where is it? 1914. I don't know the name of the, the place they're in. It's Y-P-R-E-S. We're in Europe. We're in Europe. So <laughs> I, I, I can't remember if it was France or Belgium, but it's, yeah, it's somewhere there. And it's, I think it's Ypres. That's why I'm just saying Europe. And this is what happens when um, a Doctor Who writer and a Doctor Who uh, director face off in a hollowed out foxhole. Foxhole. Yeah, <laughs> to- I know. Toby Whithouse. Mark Gatiss versus Toby Whithouse. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, I, was I, that I, Toby Whithouse? That yeah. Was totally with Toby yeah. Whithouse. Oh my yes. goodness. Yes. It's a lot of fun. I really love I that. Know. I just, can you imagine how much they probably just razzed each other? They probably still do razz each other. Oh, I bet. Or I, just, I would totally would have shot you, Toby. I totally, <laughs> I'd, I'd pull so such as as Moffat and I guess Doctor Who usually does a great use of a real life historical moment. Um, Definitely. Just fantastic. I love the shot of both of them in the bomb crater holding the guns at one another. I thought mm-hmm. it was just very well shot. It looked amazing. And I love the little discussion that basically the captain is having with himself because. Yeah. Germans. Um, and and, uh, we get the the frozen time thing and then um, when time freezes there was a lot of cool um, background noise going with the music there was a ticking clock yes I noticed the clock right off which was very cool and then a very slow heartbeat which I also enjoyed oh that I missed it was towards the end of like a sweeping shot I'm not really Mm. But um, he gets uh, – there's a timeline error, and we're told that many times in the span of a couple of seconds, um, just so we know. And then the captain's transported to our two doctors, and we we get – there's an alien spaceship. We're, we're up into the ship, and we're in the Chamber of the Dead, which was a very ominous name, and – we go out into this chamber and we find they call the doctor the doctor of war. Mm-hmm. And this is where Bill comes in. But uh, 12's a little uh, a little wary of that. I I enjoy I, I love Pearl Mackey. So I'm sure we all feel the same. It was great Definitely. that she was brought She's in. Great. She was great. It was great that she was brought into this episode in in this way, I feel. Um what other notes do I have here? I feel like this is the first time 12 brings out the screwdriver and one is very confused as to what oh, this yeah. toy is. <laughs> what is that? He calls it an audio screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just have a note here that says I love 12's tattered jacket. Just, oh, it looks very yeah. cool. I mean, I know it's sad how it became tattered, it's but heartbreaking. I love. Yeah. I think it it looks very cool, despite being mm. wrecked. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, but like, <laughs> why? I know why. Don't answer that. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. I, I love that, that when when the two of them are kind of uh, exploring this this kind of mainframe, and and then the glass woman appears, and um, twelve is all immediately sonic screwdriver and sunglasses, and um, and one's like why are you using all this stuff uh, look at her face it's asymmetrical it's not a computer projection this is based on a person just does this like instant deduction yes and then <laughs> and then when they're running back to the tardis and and 12's like i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna do and he's like one's like why are you announcing your intentions <laughs> that's, that's silly don't do that yeah stop showing off yes exactly that was great it's just a great dynamic between classic who and current who mm-hmm. um and we find out uh taylor mentioned the gl- the glass woman uh testimony is what we are collectively yes. known as i love that name i just think it's very cool <laughs> mm-hmm. and they say we want the captain and in return we'll uh we'll let you talk to bill and the captain comes out and he says, hey, uh, 
Oh, because it's it's told that they plucked him out of time for whatever the original reason was. Mm-hmm. And um, he needs to die at that moment, so they're going to put him back in. And he says, you know what? I think I've come to terms with that. Let's. It's fine. We can trade. And the uh, 12 says, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> well, Bill says no first. Yes. She says he, uh, I believe the captain and Bill have a small conversation where he says, hey, uh, it, this is a fine trade. I'm good. And I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just said, yep. Yep. Um, I love the bit where testimony shows the first doctor everything that is going to happen. Yes. Yeah. And, 12, and 12 says, to be fair, they cut out all of the jokes, yes. <laughs> which was perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fairly accurate. Yes. I and mean, there's some pretty good pretty good jokes in there. Yeah. We missed a lot of jokes. <laughs> and 12 takes lead here, and we all go down some chains onto 12's TARDIS, and those damn arcade video hooks, they just <laughs> always are there when you don't need them. Grab a hold of the TARDIS, and we go to check out one's TARDIS, and I was very excited for the interior of one's TARDIS. Because it had the round things. It did. It had the roundels. And I, I was really impressed because just poking around on Twitter today, I saw that um, there actually was an exchange um, when they were working on this set to try and find um, old pictures of uh, the clock that was you know actually used on screen in one Stardust. Oh, really? In, back in the day so they could reconstruct it. Huh. So that that clock in the corner, like you know, I, I I saw you know copies that one of the production people were having, or or one of the uh, uh, designers was having with other people going, look, I'm trying to find pictures. I can't tell you why, but I'm trying to find pictures of this clock from the first Doctor's TARDIS. Oh, the clock that they showed. Yeah. That that had twelve twenty five is the time on it. I think so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think that's what twelve hour was almost up. Hmm. Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing, because it's around about this time, I think that the the twelfth Doctor shoves the sonic sunglasses on uh, on uh, one's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, if there's one thing I can really hope that Chibnall era brings is is the death of the browser history joke. Yes. <laughs> oh. I think that's been played out. It has. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I I I mean. <laughs> How many times did they use that? I feel like it's See? been at least three or four, which is too I many. Almost I would it, say it's more I, than that. I think it just feels like more than that. Maybe. I don't think it's uh, probably three. I think probably, I can probably count three. I did okay. love the first part of that bit where he says, "Why am I wearing these? Because I love <laughs> it." <laughs> no, <that's laughs> never crazy. take them off. Yeah, that was. And I love when we go to the center of the universe. And we see the shot, you know, when the TARDIS doors open. Man, that planet looked freaky, but it also looked really cool. Yeah. Like the the, the sun, like I guess it was half of a sun or half of a planet that just had lava coming out of it and fire or a moon. Well, I don't I've, know what it was. Yeah. And, I, and I've got the note where I'm like, of course the center of the universe wants to kill him. Yes, of course. <laughs> and... Taylor, I don't know about you, but my mind went immediately to uh, to Classic Who, and he said it's not a rat. And then for some reason, I thought maybe we were on 
the planet of the spiders or you know it it, it was it was tough to tell and they, they don't ever come out and say it but given who is uh hanging out on that planet i i get the feeling um because you know, okay so good old rusty yes good dollar um is hanging out there and apparently other Daleks have come there trying to kill him. Yes. Um I think what we see scurrying around is unshelled Daleks. Yeah, yes. I I assume that's what it, yeah. Uh, but literally I have the note ah f that's not rats. No. Uh I also so, I have oh god it's not a rat. Yeah. Um yeah. That would be a good alternate title. So and, and it's around this around this part we find out that Bill isn't actually Bill. Oh, and man. we also find out that one is afraid to regenerate. It's not that he doesn't want to. He's just fearful of it. Well, he hasn't mm-hmm. done it yet. Yeah, he doesn't know yeah. what the process is like. He does not. And a lot of information in this. The captain was ready. You know, he was ready to meet his, uh, his fate, but now he is not. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that, as Taylor said, uh, Rusty is on this planet from, I believe, Capaldi's second episode, was it? Into the Dalek? Yeah, that is the so. second, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. I, I love a good callback. And You know, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, so Rusty, yeah, from Into the Dalek. Um, and I, from what I recall, the point of that episode was that was when... Um, 12 was asking the question of whether or not he's a good man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, you know, so much of the theme for all of season eight was asking the question is, is he a good man? Um, so I kind of was hoping with Rusty's appearance, we would maybe in by the end of the episode, get an answer to that question just to bring it full circle. Like, I mean, I think we probably already did in past episodes, but I think just since Rusty was brought out. Maybe I wanted like another callback to that question from that episode. That would have been good because I honestly yeah. don't know if we ever did get a solid answer to that. I mean, I mean, we know, like we know, yeah, but <laughs> we know, yeah, but I, yeah, I remember when I mean when Twelve asked Clara that she said she said I don't know, but I think you try. I think that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I you know, I yeah, I don't I don't think we we explicitly get it stated yeah, but i think his actions show it yeah i mean and actually that like towards the end of season eight i mean when missy is like giving him the army of cybermen it's like here you go we're not that different mm-hmm. you know and he doesn't do bad things with them so i mean like, I'm just, yeah we, yeah we get an answer to that i'm just saying i kind of was hoping <laughs> for hoping for something like that no i get it but I, I think we would be remiss to go any further in this particular scene without uh, referencing possibly the best first Doctor line from this entire story, where uh, I think uh, Bill and Twelve are outside the TARDIS, and uh, oh Bill God. calls him an ass. Yes, <laughs> and the Doctor, the first Doctor, opens the door and goes, "You know, look, look, look young lady. You know, any more language like that." <laughs> And you'll have what was it a jolly good smack to bottom? Yes, <laughs> and I love the the Bill and Twelve, just both. And I can't remember. She he's like, can we just drop this? And she go and she says, no. I just I hope we talk about it for years to come. Yes, which is very I that was a very nice moment between them. That mm-hmm. really was. Um, I, may I? 
Yes, Please. you may. Uh, so I had mentioned uh, earlier in my initial reaction to the episode that I felt like there were a few references to some of his earlier episodes, some of 12's earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think in this exchange, I kind of spied one. Um, it was before uh, the first Doctor's wonderful line about spanking. Um, <laughs> uh, Bill, uh, Bill and 12 are outside the TARDIS, and she says, um, she says you're, you're looking at me, and you don't even know I'm here. And I feel like that's like when I first heard that I I was like thrown back to deep breath when when twelve was telling Clara that he's right in front of her oh and, oh. and she can't see him oh my god I applaud that wow thank you very much <laughs> yes um so I mean was was it intentional was it an accident I feel like it was probably intentional yeah um but I mean it just it rings it rings so so closely to that line. Oh, nicely um, done. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> so we have a, a link to Into the Dalek. We have a link to Deep Breath. Um, I will save my third link uh, for later in the conversation. Oh. Well, we've also, I mean, we've also got links back to, you know, some some Tenth Doctor era music. We get little hints of Doomsday. I heard that. Oh, Wait my God. Second. That is it Doomsday, is it? Yeah, I know that. It totally is. And we get links to New Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh. Look at you guys with the links. A lot of good stuff. He's got good stuff there. Um, <laughs> so I guess the we should mention the reason why we are visiting Rusty. It's because we're trying to figure out what is going on with testimony because I believe the doctor tries to check his database and he cannot find anything about it. So he says, "Hey, let's um, let's check out what the Daleks got going on. I know a, a good Dalek." <laughs> um. <laughs> And I, we we take a look, and of the the Dalek mainframe or whatever you want to call it has the answer, and um, we get the the great uh, reveal that it's not an evil plan, and um, the Doctor <laughs> says, "I don't know what to do when it isn't an evil plan." Yeah. And Lauren, I know you had some um, maybe some different thoughts about this. Um, I mean, I I like the re- I, I like the reveal that it wasn't an evil plan. I think that was a really cute twist. Yeah, and the whole episode did a really good job, you know, leading us in the direction of these are these glass creatures are not good and they're up to something and they need to be stopped and all that stuff. But uh, I I feel like man, what what did I what did I say? Um, something something in me tells me that the doctor would still probably have a problem with this with with like this service going back through time and like picking people out from the moment before they die and copying their memories and making duplicates of them to then go on and walk again would i don't you... know why i i don't know why i feel that way i feel like the doctor might still object even though it's not evil i don't know would you like Anyone? would you like me to quote you please do thank, uh, you. <laughs> thank Test... you so much you're welcome. Testimony basically gave the green light to bring back any previously dead Doctor Who character as a duplicate. Carte Blanche to bring back any dead character. That is the most Moffat way for Moffat to go out. That's what it was. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. So we're going to see Adric next season? Yay, Adric! <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like maybe this is like a one-off this testimony thing is like a one-off thing. It's not supposed to change all of Doctor Who canon. It's not supposed to be taken as anything more than just the, you know, plot of this specific episode. Right. So I'm probably reading into it. But, yeah, I mean, one of the biggest complaints about Moffat is that he kills characters and they don't stay dead. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is like him being like, well, if you don't like that, you're if... going to hate this episode. <laughs> well, I, I think it's only fair since uh, Grand Moff Steven is going to be at Galley uh, in February that you should ask him that. This is what Taylor's been doing. He's been he's been <laughs> daring twice in two episodes. He's been daring uh, me and now you to ask Stephen Moffat questions. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, sure, I'll ask him, but he's probably he's probably going to say, "How would I know if it'll come up again? I don't work there anymore." Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what he's going to say. I mean, I can ask him if when he thought it up, if he had intended on it being something that could be revisited. I'm sure he's going to say, oh, yeah, Chibnall wants. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you want me to ask him off a question, I will ask him a question, but it will not be that one. <laughs> I, I, I would want you to ask what you want to ask him, not what yeah, I dare you, you to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing you dared me to ask him, I feel like I'm, I, if I get the courage to, I will wait in the line to ask him. I, Which was, you, I, want, expressed... I, I want to yeah. know what the 50th anniversary with uh, Clara at the head of it was going to be. The doctorless 50th, because there was a point in time where he apparently didn't have any doctors on board, so he was like, eh, I'll just write one where it's just all about Clara. Um, well, that's, isn't that isn't that crazy? Because that would mean that the, even the incumbent doctor wasn't on board. Yeah, Matt Smith was not signed on for that, apparently. For the fifty, yes, yeah, I I know, but apparently it was a thing that happened. So I would like to know what that was all about. You should ask. I wonder if he would actually tell. I support Taylor's campaign. If he doesn't say, give me a good answer, I might just boo him. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, I wouldn't do that. No, you you would do that. That often used uh, gif of Tenet going Moffat. Moffat, I would do that. (laughs) I, I. would expect you to do that. Um, so we fi- yeah. so we find out it's technically not an evil plan, and um, yeah, it's it's funny because I, I feel like I mean I can totally see Lauren your point of view with what testimony is doing and and how the doctor would be kind of like yeah that this is kind of a gray area I don't think I'm really that okay with it, but it seemed to me not like they were trying to like you know, bring back Disney's Hall of Presidents or anything, but try and um, just amass, like, all the knowledge they can. It's like a giant, um, oh, my God, what's the famous library that was destroyed thousands of years ago? Well, isn't it, speaking of libraries, isn't it almost kind of like... Oh, God. How River Song yes. kind of ended up Ooh. in the end? I wonder if they're connected. Mm. No? No? Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm fine with. I mean, it's similar. In the, it's similar in the sense that, like, that people's that people's consciousness are are being are being saved in a way. Yes. Uh, and then is it upgraded? Donna Noble has been upgraded. No, not upgraded. Upload. It? It's not uploaded, is it? No. No. It's do- It has been saved, is what it is. Yes, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess it's similar in a way. Um. I don't know. It makes it it makes it sound like testimony is I mean is going back through time and harvesting. They use the word harvesting mm-hmm. memories of people so that they can quote unquote walk again. Yeah, I mean, it's I think I think in that way it's different. Well, that's yeah. true, and I, and I, and I think it plays into 
just the whole idea of this being Cabaldi's last episode, Moffat's last episode, you know, oh, thanks for the memories kind of thing. I mean, it, it kind of plays into that idea, too. Yeah. <laughs> Tough crowd tonight. Jeez. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> oh, so I get we just uh, Bill is angry that um, 12 is not planning on regenerating. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, you're not Bill, so whatever. Um, no, he doesn't say that. But uh, we we decide that we're going to return the captain to the rightful place in the timeline to to meet his death. And and um, <laughs> they say, well, let us take him back because this is our fault. So mm-hmm. we get a great shot of the two TARDISes flying off planet. Oh, my goodness. That looks so cool. Yeah. Um, we get a great line because it's like, why? I think one asks, why is this captain so important? Why? Why is he? I don't understand. And I mm-hmm. believe 12 says everybody is important to somebody somewhere. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. is a great, great line. Um, and we we've, we put the captain back in the ditch and he <laughs> says, could you please look in uh, on my family from time to time? And it's funny at this point, I just thought he was a, a captain. And then I a little light went off and I went, oh, we're going to learn his name. And then he said his name and <laughs> I burst into tears. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. As soon as he said, he said, can you look at on my family? I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. That's, um, that, that's where I started to go. I still kind of hoped it was going to be the guy who kind of like originally designed the police boxes yes, in my life, which was a but rumor. By that point, I was like, no, this is this is a leverage. And I <laughs> I loved that. I was just so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love the bridge stewards. I love them. Yeah, they're all so they're great. They're great, all of them. And we oh, I love um. Testimony says there's going to be a stasis field around us, so we'll be invisible. And he says, I guess somewhere, sometime, those words will make sense. Or something to that effect. Yeah, you know, I think the captain was a really good, just, passenger on this adventure. Yes. Mm -hmm. He just didn't get in the way. He was just like, um... Yeah, he was just there. I'm I'm confused again. uh, (laughs) Still. Yeah, but here we are. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was a gentleman um, as far as him being like, all right, well, I'll trade myself for this young lady, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he just very politely said that he was confused multiple times. He was a good little passenger. Yes. Yeah. And did a great job. we unfreeze yeah. time, and we're kind of, I'm waiting. I'm like, we're going we're gonna to watch, we're going to watch him die. This sucks. Um, and then <laughs> everyone yeah. just starts singing. And I'm very confused because I'm like, what is happening? And then... Now, did you know about this point? In I did not. I had to look it up. I had no idea. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know. Not Didn't really pay attention in history class. Lauren, did you? I did not know it was a real thing until after this episode. All right. Yeah. yeah. We hate history here. No, I'm just... I must be the odd man. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of history to learn and then forget with age. <laughs> okay. Very true. <laughs> Wait a second. With age, I'm the elder statesman <laughs> on this podcast right now. Don't read into it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, so we we find out that this is indeed a historical date in history. And am I to believe that 12 kind of messed with it a little bit? Does he say something like that? He said he adjusted the time frame by a few hours, yeah. Oh, yes, to land more at the moment of this armistice starting, yes. And we have a... uh, Everybody, it's a truce, and we're all playing. Mm-hmm. We're playing football and doing all that cool stuff. And I, there's a cool overhead shot of the battlefield, which was which was very nice. I real I enjoyed that because you could just see all the destruction, but you could also see people hugging. Um, yeah, and I have a line, but that's where we come in. What does that mean? Someone... Oh yes, um, when twelve says you're you're right that uh, oh. something about fairy tales. Mm-hmm. The, the world isn't, yes. or like the universe doesn't, oh isn't a fairy God. tale. And then he said, "But that's where where we come in <laughs> to make it a fairy tale," which reminded me of Robots of Sherwood. Yes. Oh my. With God. with Clara talking about how she believes in fairy tales, until I was like, "When did you start believing in fairy tales?" And she's like, "Don't you know?" And it's because <laughs> you know. Look, yeah. Okay, I love them. um but i mean that's my that's my like third callback to peter capaldi's you know one of some of his first episodes yeah is it a callback is it not i don't know and maybe maybe that's a stretch but it could be it's like him it's like him owning his role as you know in a fairy tale yeah in 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 the happy ending ways of the universe i can see that and Everybody's shaking hands, and then we get the the doctors shaking hands, and uh, regeneration energy is happening. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Well, I think it's my time." And I, he said, oh, "What does he say to twelve? Oh, well, he's... one says good luck, and one says goodbye. And I say, "Stop it! I'm crying." <laughs> but he says something like, "I think it's time. I think it's my time, and uh, hopefully, it'll be your time." I can't. I don't know. So he leaves. <laughs> And um, um, when when the captain see when after Capaldi picks up the cup and takes a drink, which mm-hmm. I thought was salutes him, and he salutes him. I was like, <laughs> you can see him. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, and you know we get we go back into uh, oh the long way round. You'll see the long way round, which is oh, a callback right. to the fiftieth and mm-hmm. probably a million other things that I. But I, you know, we just watched the fiftieth, so that's what I remember it from. Um, and we get one's regeneration, which I believe was newly found, right? We newly got mm-hmm. that back. Um, and then we have 12 and Bill. And, uh, a little goodbye present. Because we're talking about memories and how important memories yep. are and all that good stuff. Uh... And, um, Bill kisses 12 on the cheek and pulls back. And, um, we get a very happy face from, from 12. And mm-hmm. um, Clara's here, and we get a visual representation of Clara's or memory memories of Clara uh, coming back into Twelve's big old dumb mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did we feel about this? Because I I went, uh, you know, I got I was like I got a little emotional about it, but then I thought about it and I went, she's not even really. We didn't even. Can't we see them in the same shot or something? <laughs> I open yeah. I open it to the floor. Um, I feel like 
Okay, so when I first watched this episode, that was the point when she said Merry Christmas, Doctor. That was the point where I started getting teary. Mm-hmm. Like, of the whole episode, that was that's what kind of kicked me off a little bit. Um, I mean, I I liked it. I, I liked it, but I also kind of have some, like, logistical questions about it. Um, like, how did, how did Bill slash Testimony know that he was missing those memories? Oh. That needed to be returned? Do you know what I'm saying with yes, that? Yes, I do. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, because Bill didn't really know about Clara. No, but Clara knew about the doctor. Yeah, but... So you think... You think? Wait, do you think testimony like went through and like got Claire's memories? Well, if it's a giant database, I mean they can index it, can't they? And plus, she was also technically plucked out of the timeline. I mean, moments before, and that's kind of what they do, right? But the yeah, it is what they do. But testimony didn't have the database. Rusty the Dalek had the database. Well, no, testimony is creating a database. I think they're just creating duplicates. Well, that, but that's. Control C, Control V, even in a database that's creating copies. Yeah, um, you know the information is there. It's just how you access it. So okay, so we're we're supposed to infer that they did that with Clara. If for those who I think choose to dive into the minutia of the moment, which I know that I'm totally known to do too, um, I think that's a way to reconcile. any logistical issues um or we just go it's doctor who we're getting into the emotional bits hey let's just throw some fuel on the fire all right (laughs) (laughs) i am fine with either one of those very valid point because it's something that i didn't consider when i first watched it i was just like oh my god there's clara and then it hits me i'm like oh my god he's got the memories back um not thinking anything beyond that anything beyond that just that initial gut subjective emotional reaction but right. you raised very good points and so i'm trying to come up with a way to answer that yeah well i i watched it twice and uh i script supervised for fun on the weekends so like <laughs> looking for holes in things and like continuity is <laughs> kind of i enjoy doing it uh even in something that i love as much as doctor who no um, i get it but uh but i mean fine if you want me to if i can I can remove, I can take that script supervisor hat off and say, yeah, I like that she came back. I like that he now has the memories. But we're probably never going to get uh, another reference to Clara going forward. So, like, it was really just for 12's benefit. Um, so great. There you go. I say, I say <laughs> keep the script supervisor hat on. I like that attention to detail. <laughs> well, too late. I threw it across the room. Oh, oh wow. good heavens. Go fetch that hat. I will not. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... I like the, uh, quite frankly, that was offensive. I mean, it was a nice little moment, but, mm-hmm. I mean, they couldn't have filmed the same time anyway. <laughs> You're really focused on that, huh, buddy? I am. I mean, come on. Um, Amy and Eleven had a moment when they were on screen at the same time. We couldn't have arranged it. Oh, man. Shooting conflicts on Victoria. What can I say, right? I guess. Anyway, uh, Bill comes back and then Nardle shows up and (laughs) the doctor, of course, has to uh, give him crap, which (laughs) poor, poor Nardle. And that's when we find out he has invisible hair and glass Um, nipples. Yes. Which. All right. Um, I mean, okay. I I don't. (laughs) 
Um, and I love that he thanked them. I enjoyed that. Yes. Um, and then we get a cuddle. Then they disappear, and the doctor says it's time to leave the battlefield. And this was around the time I'm like, okay, we're 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 getting into it here. Mm-hmm. And um, he's talking to the TARDIS, and the TARDIS is talking to him and convincing him to go on. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. And what a, a brilliant ending speech. Um, so good. It, yeah. It was perfect. And I I think to some effect, and I'm not really sure if this is true that they let the doctor who is leaving kind of give their input. Oh, of course. It feels like. I feel like every, at least in the modern, they all have an input on what they would like to say in their farewell. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just assume Moffat said, (laughs) just gave him a blank piece of paper and went, just write whatever he wants and we'll (laughs) include the entire thing. Just do my job for me real quick. Yeah, I'm sure he did do that. I mean... Why not? Um, yeah, it was just so, it was just so good. Um, Doctor, I let you go. Ugh. It's all about letting go. Yeah. Um, and at, we talked about the regeneration a little bit in the beginning, um, but I think for me, my favorite part of it is um, when we first see Twelve in any Doctor Who. It is in the fiftieth anniversary and is of his eyes. Yes. And the last thing we see when he is regenerating is his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I, um, they were very angry when we first saw them, and they were a lot more, I feel like, kinder when we see them before they um, turn into our new doctor. Mm-hmm. How do we? How do we feel about the regeneration? Just the leading um, up to, and then just the leading up to it. Let's go with that. Emotional, awesome. I loved it. It was. <sighs> I mean, I was I was satisfied with it. I mean, I was I was happy with it. You know, he he made the decision to go on, so now he's rattling off a list of stuff to not forget, and just having that that those last moments. Yes, just uh, so good. And Lauren, I don't know if I <laughs> I was about to just continue. I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, I I mean, I loved it. I thought it was really really great. Um. Uh, I know we've. I think we already mentioned Murray Gold uh, earlier in the recording, but um, mm-hmm. the the hopeful music that was playing for the extent of his farewell speech, it just it was so wonderful. Yeah, you know, because like you know, before he got into the TARDIS, he was like, "Well, all right, well, this is it. I'm not going to regenerate." And then you know, quick chat with the TARDIS, and he's like, "All right, one more lifetime." Yes. Uh, and then it's like he goes all in on that. Mm-hmm. And the hopeful music starts, and then he starts with his wonderful monologue. And it just, it's like you feel, it's like you're not sad because he's not sad. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like he's feeling, you get this impression that he's suddenly feeling optimistic, and he's at peace with it. So you, as the viewer, um, you, you don't, you don't, you're not worried for him. I think the, the music was so important. Yes. Yeah, that that's a good observation. Um... So the regeneration happens. Uh, the ring falls off, which was a good oh, little effect. Yeah. Very reminiscent of, we all know, the Matt Smith's bow tie dropping. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yep. I got to bring that up. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, man. And, We're all thinking it. Yeah. And we get 13s. I don't know if it's awestruck or shocked or... 
I don't know what is happening, but we get the first words, which are, ah, oh, brilliant, which I think is is good enough. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And um, she presses a button on the TARDIS console, and uh, the TARDIS promptly explodes and <laughs> sends her careening out of the front door, falling to her, I don't know. That was a very Hopefully shocking a way. Factory. Yes, a mattress factory. That would be fine. I would be fine if that was Chibnall's first decision. <laughs> Moffat's like, oh, well, I... and she falls out of the TARDIS. What are you going to do? He's like, he's like, mattress factory. <laughs> Chibnall. Imagine that there's there's a you know a maybe maybe once in a blue moon all all uh, all the various remaining executive producers of uh, Doctor Who get together and. You know, do some sort of like round robin apples to apples kind of, you know, trying to come up with a story device that the other one has to untie or something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did it look to either of you that it almost seemed like the TARDIS was trying to shake her out? Oh, yes. Okay. It wasn't just me. I was just like, dang, it looks like the TARDIS is like, what has happened? I can't reconcile this. I need to eject you. (laughs) That's I did not. Uh, get that, but I feel like no. why would the TARDIS do that? Uh, no, I I get it. I'm not saying I understand it. I'm just saying if at a point in that scene, it looked like it literally was trying to shake her. Yeah, out. yeah. And one of the, one of the shots, um, I was outside the TARDIS where like papers were like flying out of mm-hmm. it, and, like books were like flying. It's like it really did look like somebody was holding the TARDIS and just like, come on, get on yeah. out of there. Yes, exactly. It's like it was bucking in a way that it was trying to like like shake something off. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And that's how mm-hmm. we that's how we end the Moffat era. Make an entrance. <laughs> yes, or an exit of your vehicle. <laughs> yes, good point. <laughs> um. Yeah, I love this episode. Um. This uh, is. Go ahead. Sorry, there's one thing about the regeneration that I kind of wanted to mention. Yeah, mm, please. Um. We haven't mentioned uh, how what he was saying about his name. Oh, oh my how god! Only, only children can hear his name. Yeah, I cried if during their that. hearts are in the right place. Um, I mean, that's that was so. I mean, that was so beautiful. Yeah, and and I think that actually came from something that Peter Capaldi had actually mentioned either at a convention or an interview or or, or something. Yes, I seem to remember. Yes, I do recall something now that you've mentioned that, where he had, um, yeah, there you go. Well, before we begin to wrap up, I'd like to ask a speculative question. Sure. Do you think we will spend a portion, and if so, how much of next season (laughs) with a TARDIS-less doctor? This is funny because I believe, Lauren, I feel like I had mentioned that to you. You did. I did, and I completely forgot my cool point. But yes, no, um, Taylor, yes, we had discussed this, and I thought, wouldn't it be very reminiscent of the third Doctor mm-hmm. if we did not have a TARDIS for, uh, I mean, how long How long could you as a viewer last without a TARDIS? Um, <laughs> I don't count myself more than three episodes. There you go, yeah, three there, episodes. There is a limit, I feel, yeah. Three episodes is good for me because this doctor, and I believe, Lauren, you brought up a good point to mm-hmm. where when we were introduced to, um, go ahead, I'll let you. 
when uh, when BBC first shared the uh, the picture of uh, three new cast members, mm-hmm. uh, the caption was "Meet the Thirteenth Doctor's new friends." It was right. not they were not referred to as companions. So maybe I'm sure I'm reading too much into it. But also, <laughs> what if you know what if she is Tardisless, and what if she you know she makes some friends and they don't travel together, so technically they're not companions. What if they're just buds on Earth? That's... Or wherever wherever she lands, but it was so interesting to me when they they did not call them companions. Mm-hmm. They called they called them her friends. That's a very viable option there. So I mean, maybe I'm reading into it, or maybe I cracked the damn code. <laughs> you don't know. One of those two, though. Well, and I remember when they announced that, and and not only did we here on Podcastica, but a number of podcasts I listened to, and people on Twitter are like, well. Why didn't they say companions? And I think maybe you did crack the code. I'd be curious to see. Yeah. I mean, only... I guess we'll find out in August. We'll find out in <laughs> August. Oh, Yay. Oh, Taylor, we're going we're to cover uh, brace all... Brace yourselves. It's another wilderness year. Another wilderness year where we cover all of the classic who we can. Hey, hey it's not a year and a half, though. Very it's not true. The, not the nine to ten break. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. that sucked. That's yes, cool. it did. Yeah. Um. I don't. Do we? Where do we go from here? Do we talk about? I mean, it's kind of hard to. You know what? Maybe we'll just save that for another episode if we want to wrap up a twelve and I guess Moffat era of. Boy, boy, I don't even know if that'd take forever. We already have. <laughs> we already have something planned for the episode after our next episode, and uh, I'm going to need a drink or two to get through that one. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's going to be a big one. Yeah. So, I mean, love this episode. Um, I mean, not to put it too lightly, love 12. Um, I think, if anything, we started out a little rough and we we ended very... I mean, as we said, nine season 9 was one of the best seasons of Doctor Who. Yeah. Fight and, me. <laughs> and without a doubt, 10 was right up there. Yes. Two great yeah. back-to-back seasons. And we don't get that if we don't have the right doctor in place and and we don't have Stephen Moffat running the show. So I guess I'll, that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> you want to wrap You're... up a, a man's career as the doctor in two sentences, which is hard to do. And I don't think I did it well, but uh, we're all in it together. Okay. Does anybody else have anything they would like to say before I tell everyone what we're watching next time? Um, I might. Okay. I'm just looking at my notes. Sorry. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, it's been three seasons, so we've seen a lot of growth in the Twelfth Doctor since his first few episodes to now. Uh, things like, um, like I mentioned, like the whole Rusty thing it was like the question of whether or not he's a good man. Yeah. And then, like, you see things like when they had resigned to bringing the captain back to the crater, and Twelve turns around and asks him if he's all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, you know, flash back to season nine, 12, you know, when he has to read the little note cards that Clara made him. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, that's he didn't need cards this time. He's grown. He's better. He wasn't a hugger. And there he is. Yes. hugging Bill and Nardle uh, yep. at the end. I mean, there's just so much. There's so much growth. He's he's grown so much. Um, and he's absolutely a good man. So I don't need an answer. I have one. <laughs> but it was just so, I just loved seeing like 
just him asking, him seeing, you know, when he's little pudding brain humans. <laughs> and asking if he's all right and caring and caring so much about him. There you go. He's yeah. my do- he's my doctor and I will miss him. I think we will all miss him. Here here for sure. Mainly because he was also such an ambassador just for Doctor Who and Oh my god, yes. Mm-hmm. Just, in his mm-hmm. bones. Yeah. His goddamn bones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Taylor, you have any final I, Oh, I don't know that I can say anything that would improve upon you know what you both have already said i mean i was so excited when he was announced as the doctor and i think he's done such a marvelous job of you know moving the show forward and at the same time kind of i don't know bringing forward bringing into the show you know tones of classic who um i, I love that so many people worldwide now i mean i i, I grew up i was the only person I knew who knew Doctor Who, who watched Doctor Who. And, you know, it's just such a worldwide phenomenon now. So I think the more people who got into it when it was new Who that we can expose to classic Who, um, it's great. And I think Capaldi, you know, like you said, has been a great ambassador for the show. And I think has been a great way to kind of bridge the past into the future that way. Excellent. Could not agree more. Um, And I guess I would also like to point out that we started... Um, this show um, with Capaldi's first episode. That was the yeah. very first episode of Podcastica. So, um, yeah. We're hitting a landmark, too, I guess. We are hitting a landmark, too. It's the first Doctor we real-time traveled with on the show, which is, is pretty cool. and just shows that we've been doing this for far too long. Uh, <laughs> Hardly. No we're, no, we're nowhere near done. And speaking of not being done, next time... Nice segue. Thank you. Uh, we're going to round out season 25 of Doctor Who by watching Silver Nemesis. Um, so that means we have covered that entire series. And yep. I'm sure by the uh, time season 11 comes around, uh, we will have <laughs> covered a couple of more. So uh, Silver Nemesis starring Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor, friend of the show, Sophie Aldred as Ace, and a bunch of Cybermen with a side of a side helping of jazz. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> Good. Uh, it was written by Kevin Clark and directed by Chris Clough. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, You're welcome. We are. We were both very well aware that 12 is your doctor, and it um, it wouldn't have felt right if you didn't have somewhere to say words that were recorded. Thank you for giving me a place to say words. You're welcome. Where can <laughs> you're pe- always welcome here? Yes. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, I do comedy, and I post where I do comedy on laurenbancroft.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at bancroft b a n c r o f f e d. And um, you know, I live in Mid City. If you want to find me that way? Just come on by. What? That's, she has an that's where you can find me. I have a great porch. I uh, you do. Uh, I can very confirm nice the great porch. porch. It's I very can fit nice. So many people on my porch. It's yeah. So... It's it's great. It's got lights and a little Alexa-controlled lights. Yeah, a little snowman made out of wood. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's where you can find me. All right. On my porch. <laughs> Uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, uh, the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter 
at Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search podcast. Go look for that Gallifrey in writing or a picture of Taylor and I inside of a TARDIS. I can't remember which one it is, but just search that and rate and review us as well. <laughs> we would appreciate that. Uh, SoundCloud. Hasn't gone under yet. SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. You can find us and a whole bunch of other shows that are a part of our network. And just go to N-O-T-L-G.com as well. And, hey, guys, N-O-T-L-G.spreadshirt.com. The future is here. The future of time and space is female, and it's here. And we have a shirt that says that. And you should go purchase (laughs) it and wear it. And then when people go like, yeah, but I don't know, he was a guy, you can argue with them, and it's going to be great. <laughs> you could headbutt them, too. You're, I'm giving you permission to headbutt those people. Wow. Yeah. You heard it Holy. here first, folks. Uh, Patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. You know, donate to us. If you don't want to, that's fine. If you do, that'd be great. Uh, the Y-Axes, they do our music. Twitter.com slash the Y-Axes. Facebook.com slash the Y axes. Uh, they're also on Spotify. Check them out. Guys, thank you again. This is fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And um, Silver Nemesis coming up next. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Bye. It was before. Uh, the first doctor's wonderful line about spanking. Um. <laughs> this has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com. Mm-hmm.